What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> Welcome to The Way We Hate Gen C8. We are back once again, and it is a busy show for you. Um, there's a lot to cover. There's tournaments upcoming. There's tournaments that have been, and of course, there is the final Fantastic Five of our top 25 players list. Um, it's also a busy show because we are all in it together. Um, I am joined by Mr. Tom Clark. How are you, Tom? Thank you. How are you? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You seem a little tense. You seem a little tense. I'm really tense because we've got the, we've got the big one tonight. You got the big one. Find yeah. out who Abigail goes home with. Yeah, you are going to find out who Abigail is is going home with. Um, but that is going to be a little bit later on in the show. And of course, the other man that has joined with us, the Viscount of Vizac, and the King of somewhere else that he's going that I've already forgotten. It begins with a K, and therefore the pun is good. It's Mister Greg Sim. <laughs> How you doing, Bez? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm very well, very well. And Good. unfortunately, the, uh, the the leading you had there, um, I'm I'm not travelling. Oh, really? As was planned. Um, so the uh, the pun for Kakanada is uh, not required. Damn it! Not yet, at least. Okay. Well, when you go, uh, when you go, need, you don't need any further encouragement. For no, don't worry. When you go, the mayor, the mayor of Delhi. Embarrassing. The mayor of Delhi, or embarrassing and Viscount of the Viscount of Vizac will uh, will return. So, don't you, don't you worry. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it will at some point. I'm good. sure it will at some point. That's good. Well, it is. It's good to be back and all together and ready to ready to rock and roll. Busy show. Busy. Yeah, what's been happening? There's been a lot, and you know what? The best person to tell us that, Greg, is you. So let's. Play the jingle. Greg with the news. So, the news. <laughs> Bez? <laughs> okay. Really oh, wish, what's so really funny? We're going to have to click this and actually post this on the facebook because your face is an absolute picture oh i have to just but mine, panic yeah panic and fear <laughs> it's not panic and fear it's utter disbelief that tom would just start laughing as soon as i said so the news i hadn't even, <laughs> I hadn't even stumbled on a line yet i mean i was bound to so, clearly i was bound to okay so stop 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 stalling stop stalling greg what's the news <laughs> That's easy for you to say. <laughs> so the news is that I've been rather busy. You have. You have. I have not, I have not done my research. Yes. The, the lad of leisure. Um, the lad that lunches, Greg Sim, is now. <laughs> okay. Well. Yes. Here's, would you like a handy hint? Uh, always. 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 The uh, there's an event happening at the the end of March in a, somewhere we've never been before to play football. Yes, yeah. yes, there is. And some and something happened. And there's abs. I mean, there's an irony in this, by the way, which I I don't know if you've noticed yet. 
Um, but yes, there is. There is a the BAFA preseason um, <laughs> schedule is out. Yes, it is, Greg. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. I'm very aware of it. There, the draw has been made for the groups, which was then redrawn because they didn't like the way the groups ended up. Yeah, so, and that happens um, to the best of us. That really does happen to the best of know. us. I can only imagine the state of the comments section when the Glasgow Hornets and Dunfermline Kings were drawn together. <laughs> <laughs> and I you mean, know what? Hey, and you know like, what? If, if that don't like the groups, just yeah. ask for a redraw. Exactly. And you know what? If that hadn't happened, Dunfermline, you wouldn't have got your win. So, you know. Careful what you oh, careful, oh, careful you're, what you you're wish for. Referencing, you're referencing things that have went past now, aren't you? I am. Oh, I'm reckon. I yeah, directly, <laughs> directly referencing previous yes. comment sections. Um, but no, that was not the reason for the for the redraw. So, um, but yes, so the groups for the um, the NFFL preseason tournament on Saturday, the twenty sixth of March. At the new regional performance center for sports in Dundee, which is quite cool, nice and central. Have you have you noticed the irony yet? Mm. So obviously we normally have our away days, yeah. So we don't normally get back to quite late at night. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah what yeah. they've actually done, they've went. You know what? To save you traveling so far, we'll put it in Dundee. Which you know what. Absolutely lovely, and the facility itself is actually really quite nice. Yeah, it's stunning. Um, so really looking forward to this because it is it's it's going to be good. But it's, it's evening games. Yeah, it's three till eight. So I think we're actually going to end up having played closer to home than usual. We're actually probably going to get home at exactly the same time. Probably later. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is absolutely brilliant. I'm actually now trying to work out if from Inverness is Dundee actually. <laughs> Oh, it'll be a nightmare for you. You don't count. Oh, okay, Murray. I forgot about Murray. I'm going to have to think of a... Yeah. Uh, right, so... Oh, because you can't even really go that... You can't... Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right, the easiest so from, maybe, might be actually if you go down A9 and then come across. Yeah, so the easiest way is to go to Perth. The way. Um, although, apparently, I think that would be the... E- so, apparently, for the distillers, the easiest way would be to go directly to Aberdeen and down, um, according yeah. to Google Maps. Um, that would save them half an hour Maybe. compared to going over to the A9 at Aviemore and down. Personally, I will probably go. Yeah. I would go down and over. Um, however, even um, a little bit further along, though. Yes. However, what is also good is Google Maps. Google obviously doesn't take into account like the different types of road. So it's offering the A9 road, the main trunk road, but it's also suggesting that perhaps out of Elgin, the um, the distillers might want to head down to Tom and Towel over the left through Glenshee and, uh, oh no, 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 sorry, to Ballater, to Boyne, to Lawrence Kirk, to Edsel, and then on the road at Brecon. <laughs> you can imagine that oh, journey. So they want... <laughs> so that's the way that Google is suggesting. So want... Is that basically the Cairn Amount Road? Mm. Which can be pretty dicey. Can be a bit dicey. So no, they're saying come straight over to. Uh, is that the Kieran Road? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's so you could get yeah you can go the left and then Kieran if you want to. Um, it is a it is a lovely lovely road. 
nice for a, fun. Nice for a Sunday drive, but unfortunately the tournament was on a Saturday. Sure if you want to do it with a car full of people, no. Getting a no. Ni- getting a nice wee motorbike, be a lovely day out. So, so that's that. That is that. Um, but yes, I want to point out I had nothing to do with that. Just the version. That was all you two. Not my fault. Oh, sorry. Should we? Should we get you? We'll get a little sidecar for you next time. Yeah, you, do you can want a join little, in with yeah. a little diversion. Yeah. Do you want a little... Yeah, to be fair, it has been a while since you've like deliberately thrown me off completely within the opening couple of minutes. So you're there. Uh... really flattered you think I do it deliberately. It's really nice just to see some personal growth, Tom, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um... Okay, so yeah, three to eight, as Greg has said. Uh, groups one and two are four four team groups um group three is a three team group um so groups one and two are playing 30 minute games with 15 minute halves central clock no timeouts so like slightly longer tournament style games um group three are playing 40 minute bafa games but they're only playing two of them because there are only three teams of them so they're playing proper bafa rules um and the ref crews are made up of the non-playing teams so groups one and two will officiate the opposite group and group three are the spare team in group three will officiate um, just due to the the different times so group one we already know hornets and kings um you know the classic rivalry of our time some may say i'm not saying that but some people might um and then the Aberdeen Silvercats and the Murray Distillers make up that group. So welcome to the club to Murray, their f- uh, first BAFA-sanctioned games, I guess, outside of the affiliates. Um, you get the the reigning HNC champs. Uh, Bez, I feel like we should get them a present. We could probably get them a present. I feel, I feel like we should get them a present. Hmm. Welcome we'll them. Welcome. Officially yeah, we'll work, we'll, work, we'll work something out. We'll work something out. So, or do you have an idea? Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Are you making the eyes at me? No, saying I've not got. An idea? Far, I've not gotten. I've not gone as far as an idea. It's okay, just just a concept at the moment. Concept at the moment. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, group two: the Grangemouth Colts, the Aberdeen Oil Cats, the Glasgow Killer Bees, and the West Lothian Chargers. Um, and Group 3, the Grangemouth Broncos, the Edinburgh Outlaws, and the Revisher Raptors, which is a group I think will be quite fun to keep an eye on. Um, so, yeah, all a good mix of, of teams, considering it's a, it's a random draw, so and a, quite a good idea. I hope that the... Um, I hope that it's a success. I hope that it all goes goes well because i think it's you know the concept is solid you know they jet they move forward to to an idea stage and now they've started to execute a plan so i think that's good i think it's good i'm excited for some preseason football and it'll be interesting to see how it's reflected kind of around baffa as well god knows yeah, what they're going to god knows what they're going to do in that middle conference What's it called, Tom? I can't remember. The one we go and visit them. What's it called? Um, Vanarama 
regional league or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, semi-pro league or something like that. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's ugh, um, oh no, yeah. no, no. It's um, no, I better not say that on air. Go and say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah the um the nec have like what <laughs> 30 teams so um i guess they'll have yeah, to have it's... multiple multiple tournaments um so and i'm pretty sure saturday the 26th of march always rains which is a shame because scotland has better facilities so we'll be indoors um but yeah pretty sure nationwide rain for that on that day nationwide rain i heard is it indoors or is it outdoors no it's indoors because they've got an indoor pitch and an outdoor pitch. They do have an indoor pitch and an outdoor pitch. Um, but I'm pretty sure this one is on the indoor pitch. Yep. Is it? Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure. Cool. I mean, there's no indication on it as to say whether it is or sure, not. No. But well, you not, may have not on, information. In not itself. on that screenshot that I, that I sent you so that you could do the news that then you didn't read. So we end up in this situation. But hey, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're going to forget and we're going to move along. You're not going to forget. You're just no. going to move along. Well, there's going to be comments here. There's going to be comments there. Yeah, we've been down this road before. We have, but we've never been down the road where I've screenshotted your shock having not <laughs> having not got the news. So, I guess that can be our new cover photo or something. I mean, again, that shock was purely because of Tom laughing. Way Tom's too early. Tom being rude. Tom's Tom rude. was way too early with that laugh. He knew what was coming. <laughs> Tom's rudeness. How could you, Tom? You're not doing your homework. How could you? Yeah, but I'm me not doing my homework, yes, because I've been rather busy. Party line, I'm sticking to it. That is, my, that is, what, I'm, that is what I'm saying. Yep, that's my story. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, where do we want to... How do we want to go about uh, the next bit? <laughs> Have you the next bit? Yeah, the next bit. Yeah. Well, go on, guess this one. I absolutely know what's going on. Come on, now, you know, the, you know this one. He knows this one because I, I do know this one. I know exactly what's going on today. Let's, you know, I know exactly what's going on. It's perfectly fine. I just thought we might have had something a, a bit of a smoother transition, or even a, I've just talked about, um, even the, the concept, the idea of the uh, the preseason games, but what it's do okay. You... Tom's ready to Tom's ready to move on. He's foregoing the diversions. He's taking the direct approach. He's not stopping at traffic lights. He is. You should do that though. Just red, red. <laughs> Only if they're red. Be a fun day seeing all our friends in the HNC, who we've all played a few times before, and it will be great fun. There <laughs> we go. Because at the end of the day, football wins. Next thing, move on. There we go. And hopefully, some more emotion shown shown on the day. <laughs> yeah. than hopefully, hopefully, Tom will <laughs> manage to <laughs> pull up some joy. <laughs> so just a little bit of joy, Tom. Any any sign of a pulse is going to be totally fine. Just, just no, a smi- a smile will do. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even, I'll, even, I'll, I'll smile because even because football is fun. I'll smile knowing that this will be one of the only weekends an NEC team will win. Are you implying that their entire season they're going to tie until they lose to the, any, the HNC? Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Because football doesn't win. Oh. There. Well, Tom, you're not making the cross-conference games, are you? I haven't decided yet. 
<laughs> Tom's throwing yeah. all this out there and he's not even going to be there. Shocking. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Greg, is this not going to be the first time that you've played the Crows since you're since you picked a Barney with them? I mean, I didn't pick so a Barney. Are, with them. I mean, you did. You, you, what, was, you, what was it you said about that? You, you called out their old uniforms. You, like, you didn't even take a shot at their current ones. You were like, the things that you don't use anymore suck. I think it's worse <laughs> that you thought it was their current And clearly uniforms they agreed well. because they got rid of them. I think it's worse. Clearly they agreed. No, I think but how am I picking a fight with them? Because like, clearly they agreed. They, they went, you know what? They clearly do suck, so we got rid of them. Replaced them. I think the problem was you thought it was their current one for like three weeks before it was pointed out to you that. I mean, yeah, because the, the last time that I played them, they had been wearing them. Yeah, because you ducked them and wouldn't come to the NEC game. So really, you're going to have to make a point this year of standing your ground, heading down there into the, into the, the beaks, into the, the belly of the birds and, uh, you know, standing your ground and just on the halfway line before the coin toss saying... I respect it, but I hate it. <laughs> well, I, think I mean, then I mean, then, there's an idea, there's an idea forming, here and then and then you might get that if the if the crows are willing to to, to place a bet, <laughs> and then they might like if, if we were to lose our cross conference game against them, I will wear the the dreaded jersey. Yeah, get it framed. Has to be in your has to be in your podcast room on the wall next to the next to the Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Next to the Jurassic Park print. That yeah. said, was the Jurassic Bowl? It wasn't played for. No, we didn't get them. It's not been played for recently, is it? No, they were in a different, uh, different group. So Rex and they've avoid. Oh, um, we're not in Bafa to get it in the preseason, are we? Nah, shucks. Sadly, shucks. Sadly, um, that's going to have to. I believe. Oh no, I'm not allowed to announce that yet, so we won't bother. But there is a there is a tur- there is a tournament which I'm involved in organizing that they have both entered. But I'm not telling you which one. Spoilers. I mean tournaments. So, Always sound fun. So yeah. More more football. More yeah. more football. So yes. it's always great. Yes. So let's get on to the most recent tournament held in Scotland. It was flagging Ironman took place on the I don't even know. 19th. We're a bit behind. 19th of March, February, February, 19th of February, 19th of March is in a week or so. Um, and it was almost normal. It was almost a normal day in terms of teams from all over the place in the same room playing football. It was, yeah, almost back it was, to the. It, 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 it was basically it very much felt it, yeah. It was basically back because at the at the quake in Aberdeen, there was still you know teams not being able to make it and and uh, and kind of all the other stuff going on. But for the first time, it was almost completely normal. Um, so well I done. Mean, there was there was teams that weren't able to make it, but I mean that was purely weather related. Yes. So um, and some absolutely heroic efforts to actually make. Yes. Well. So the, the 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 first the first thing we're going to uh, we're going to start off with, I think, is um, probably thanking everyone's new new favorite team. I would imagine. You know, um, 
I I mocked I, them up. I know who this team is. I mocked I know up. who this team is. I mocked them up a quick logo, but I'll be honest, I do feel like I feel like there's legs there. I feel like there's potential uh you know, there's opportunities there to to really grow grow the brand of the fake bats. Um and those guys were unbelievable. They stepped in with I think I did work it out about around about 18 hours notice. By the time they were confirmed, it was around about lunchtime the day before the tournament. Um, so it may not have even been 18. It might have been even less than that by the time it was all ticked off. Um, so yeah, Alan Craig, Andy Collins, Billy Corner, Ross Liddell, Adam Smith, and Marnie Joy Brennan um, made up the fake bats who stepped in when um, the fruit bats had their flights cancelled. Um, and heard from uh, Stephen who was attempting to get a train north and then that got turned around by the weather as well I think he only made it as far out of London as Northampton before having to to give up and go back Um, so it was just um, yeah that core of six that that stepped up and um, immediately stepped into the teeth of the defending champion London Smoke in, uh, in their first game um, but we do want to shout out as well, uh, Alan Mead, Jamie Bennett, Ben Wilson and Kyle Taylor, um, who all stepped in a bit later on to um, to throw the ball, to play some quarterback, play some additional reps um, from their teams to to kind of make it a bit of a competition for the, for everyone and just make it a little bit easier um, yeah. on I everyone. Yeah, so, getting a team together with 18 hours notice, uh, the over kind of overseeing or overlooking the fact that potentially needing someone to throw the ball to them. Um, yeah. You know, as you say, facing defending champs without a recognised quarterback was a bit of a tall ask. It was a big ask. It was a big ask. Um, and um, so we've got a shout out um, uh, Billy Corner who <laughs> was telling everyone who would listen about the time that the Div 1 player threw his first ever touchdown um, and it was against the the defending champ, London Smoke. So he was he was chuffed with himself and yeah, well done to all the guys that, in, that played there. Um, most of them had not met each other before um, and travelled from around. There was some kind of very new players. Um, so I think at some point everyone played just about every position, which is... The best thing about about Iron Man, um, but yeah, those guys were, yeah, really made it a special a special day, and they had a lot of a lot of support from everyone. Um, and their mis- mishmash of kits will not be forgotten. So maybe next year we can get seven bat t shirts. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, well done to them. Absolutely superb. And um, you know, it was all just for the love of playing the game, which was always great to see. And it's great to see people stepping up like Alan and the other uh, quarterbacks yeah. um, to, to give them a chance to actually go and have a bit of fun for the day. And, you know, um, because it, it, I can imagine it must've been pretty tough going in those first couple of games where it's difficult to get drives going. Um, so yeah, well done to them all. Yeah, absolutely. And um their their tie with flag and ball Z um meant that they were not they didn't uh yeah they were they even managed to to get a tie in so didn't quite manage the win but the tie nonetheless was 
was well received and and um yeah really really good it's awesome absolutely awesome absolutely awesome um yeah it's just it was just an all-round really really good day so um what's the best way to do this so the there was a lot of uh it got tight it got tight in group two it got tight in group two so in group two we had um the Glasgow Hornets, the Edinburgh Outlaws, and the Dunfermline Kings all tied on four and one after the group stage, having beaten each other in a roundabout fashion, which for fans of tiebreakers was really, really inconvenient um, because it meant that they went down to points difference um, and the points difference was pushed the Hornets through um, as the group one winners and took the outlaws through as uh, the runners up and it forced the kings into the um, the plate tournament um, and I believe over in group one that also caused the um, there was a bit of a tiebreaker with the sharks and the uh and Flag and Ball Z, which I think was something similar. Um, no, sorry, the Sharks and the Falcons. So the Falcons finished four and three. Um, and oh no, the Sharks were two and three. So I don't know where I got that from. I thought it was <laughs> I thought there was a tie somewhere else, but apparently I was wrong. Um, so yeah, the the Falcons went through as the third place team from group one, the Kings from group two, the Smoke Grey from group three, and the Nascats from group four. So they were your fourth place teams. Um, so over in group one, we saw the Smoke and Rex's Midnight Runners. Uh, group two, obviously, we saw the Hornets and the Outlaws. Group three, we saw the Broncos and the Samurai um, and group four, we saw Sheffield Vipers one and the Edinburgh Outlaws two went through. Um, so yeah, really good mixture of, of teams that made it that made it through um, into the into the next um, into the next round. Um, and the Grangemouth Broncos went through their entire group stage without dropping a point, which I think is unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> it was like, it was like sublime. Like every game that went by, it was like, here, no one scored on the Broncos yet. Next yeah. game, next I mean, game. It... No one's, no one scored on them yet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a kind of I mean, a, fun, it, yeah. a fun subplot. Um coming out there. It's an incredible achievement at any level. Really. Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, the way that the the samurai were throwing the ball about that, um, the People's Commission to uh, Tom's favourite NEC player, uh, Mr. Dudley, where uh, that connection just looks amazing. It'll be one to, one to watch out for. You say that, right? And because of all the things I say, that makes it sound like I really don't, don't <laughs> really dislike him and really don't rate it, which is not true. I know it's not true. That was I know I know you're I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me out here as if I'm putting you in a bad spot. But you have told us for years that that connection is the best one, and I saw it with my own eyes, and I'm agreeing with you. 
That's right. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, you know, it's 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 a level, but um, it's pretty good when it comes to those two. So, um, so yeah. Do you mean it's a le- there's a level? Well, I mean, it's like the one point five in the agency. <laughs> I see. Sorry, I, I don't I don't understand that. You're gonna have to elaborate for me there, Tom. I mean, it shows you how little you listen to the show when you haven't been on, because I picked um, all the 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 not very good teams, um, not even close conference, um, to lose all their games to agency teams. He did, he did. So he was he was very disappointed that the Samurai made it in, um, um, yeah. and sort of the Vipers as well, mate. So, you know, I know. I mean, I look a little bit daft having. Um, yeah, but what about your picks? Last. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess, I guess I guess on the, the Vipers point... looked like a hell of a team, by the way. Yes, they were a good team as well. They had, they had a really good day. Um, I guess on the point we should probably make on the point of the spreadsheet is that we didn't actually know what the playoff format was when we first made the spreadsheet, so we guessed, um, and we were wrong. So uh <laughs> we the what? team yeah i mean we tried we had we had what eight options to, that we could be right on and we were we, t- we took the wrong one uh so in your in your predictors you've got incorrect sec semi-final matchups um but hey we were close enough and i think all i asked for was to for people to try and get the field correctly and uh i don't think anyone did I'll need to go back and check, but I don't think anyone did. And if you did, then let me know and we'll get you a mug. You mug. Um, so in the in the uh, plate bracket, we had the Dunfermline Kings and the London Smoke Grey on one side, and we had the Nascats and the Extra Falcons face off on the other side. Um yeah, Dunfermline flexed the muscles a bit with a 26 to 7 win over a depleted smoke side that I think were down to four players at one point in that game. Um and the extra in the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. they there was decisions made there and they yeah. only had four for that whole game. Yeah. Um and the extra Falcons took on the five man NASCATs um in that one and ran out a 20 to 7 victory which set up a Group A versus Group B battle. That will become will become important later on, um, where the Extra Falcons um, took on the Dunfermline Kings with the HNC Kings running out a 28-21 to 21 victory there and making Tom very happy. So congratulations to the Kings on what was a really good... on what was a really good day for them uh so yeah well done and yeah a good way to start their their preseason and of course shout out to them as being the uh the only team on the day to beat the team that would go on to become champion um in a in a thriller in the group uh so uh in we don't know the teams so in our semi-final one, we saw the London Smoke take on the Edinburgh Outlaws B um, and take a 25-to-zip win there. 
um, well, in semi-final two, Rex's been outrunners, 28. Sheffield Vipers, 13. Um, the Glasgow Hornets um, finally seemed to catch fire against the Samurai um, and stung them with a 32 to nil win there um, for the, the Hornets to advance. Um, and the Edinburgh Outlaws uh, were 18 to seven victors over the previously unscored upon Grangemouth Broncos in what was potentially the big upset, well, was really the big upset of, of the semifinals, um, of the quarterfinals, sorry. Um, so a really good result there for, for that Outlaws squad and one that they'll take a lot of, a lot of heart from. Um, and yeah, they, they moved on to a bout with the Glasgow Hornets um, while the London Smoke moved on with a rematch with the Rexus Midnight Runners. So both, as there were both upsets in both sides of the draw, we got two group stage rematches where the London Smoke uh, mirrored their earlier victory over the Rexus Midnight Runners with a 20 to six win. Uh, and the Hornets took down the Outlaws 22 to six, um, which gave us our, in four events, it gave us the fourth final featuring the London Smoke. They've made the final every single time. Um, and the third featuring the Glasgow Hornets. Uh, so we were poised at one win apiece for, uh, in the head-to-head in the final. Uh, the, the Hornets won the inaugural um Ironman and the London Smoke won the last event um against the Hornets. Um in the intervening years the smoke beat the Midnight Runners. So it was a it was a good game. Greg and I were referees of sideline officials um in that game. And it was it was a good show. Would you not agree, Greg? It was. It was entertaining it went back and forth momentum shifting um i mean early doors it looked as if the smoke had kind of i think they scored early got a stop as well and looked as if they were going to kind of maybe get a little bit of a cushion then i think the, the hornets then maybe got an interception or two all of a sudden smoke looked a bit flustered hornets coming back into it got ahead and then, if, you know, it was just a case of them just kind of just staying that one step ahead for the rest of the game. You know, I think uh, Kaz reckons he was uh, robbed of a safety. <laughs> or kind of looking back at it, he might have been right. You might have a case. Yeah, you might have a case. <laughs> he might have a case. He might have a case. But even then, he still certainly had a massive impact on the game because he often made the quarterback have to throw early, uh, which which led to a couple of the, the picks for uh, Maka, um, certainly on your side. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, entertaining game the whole way over. It was actually played in a really good spirit as well. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I was going to add that. one thing really, that has to be said. It was very intense, but it was very it was very clean. It wasn't, wasn't a huge amount of of any chippiness or anything. It was just, it was football played at an incredibly high level. Um, 
And if you've not watched it back um, on the Flagging Flag Football Tournaments uh, or Scoff page, maybe both, um, you can see the live stream of the whole game and it's filmed from up on the balcony. So you get a really good vantage point of where everyone is. Um, and you will also see me get absolutely cleaned out running down the sideline uh, by Jules. So who made an excellent tackle and then also floored me. So, um, but I was able was to mark good. the spot. I was able to mark the spot using the trademark teddy bear roll technique. So um, the, the spot was marked. Um, it was a good play, both offense and defense. So well done, everyone. Um, but yeah, that was, that was it. So the Hornets took a 20 to 13 win. Um, they were able to kind of ice the game with the last with the last, I don't know, 30 seconds on the clock to a minute on the clock. Um, and, and yeah, claimed, claimed the anvil for the, the second time. So the, the Smoke Hornets Ironman final series is now 2-1 in favour of, in favour of the Hornets. And it is an all-time Ironman championships. It is now 2-2 between those teams. So if anyone else wants to win one, you know, you got beat now. <laughs> in that in this format so it was but no a really good day um obviously claire and alan and the entire everyone involved in organizing it did a did a really good job after some early uh kind of logistical snafus to make sure everyone was in the right place at the right time um it all it all went really well and was very a very smooth and well-run day so next year back again the event is already up um so don't know when uh entries are going to open or anything like that but hey it's uh it's up there flagging iron man on facebook um and you can yeah follow along so it's going to be the 18th of february next year at raven's craig so if you've got your diary already who are you like come on it's march but if you do have your diary for next year already, circle that date. I don't think it can be understated enough that it is genuinely one of, like, it's definitely one of my favourite tournaments of the year, but I think it is genuinely just one of the best tournaments of the year. Yeah, um, I think so. You know, it's just everyone's there. Everyone knows they're going there to play a lot of games and that they're going to be sore the next day. Yeah, a lot of games, a lot of game time. Uh, so it's all played in a really good sort of spirit, you know? Yeah. Because I think, what was it, uh, five games each this year in the groups? So it's not as if you're... Yeah, so it's five five group games. And then if you want so if you want to win the tournament, you've got to play five group games followed up by three playoff games. And the yeah. further through the, ga- the day you get, the closer the games get together. So, and um, the turn when you're in the, and the playoffs, higher the standard, that yeah. The so the standard get, of well. football gets higher. Obviously, the closer you get to the championship game, and your break between games gets a lot less. So, <laughs> it, it 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 is possibly one of my favorite things about watching the final back is that to, towards the end of the second half, you do see some very tired legs. Yeah, there are some so tired people legs. maybe have have made a tackle and have have dropped to the ground after it. <laughs> a little bit slower to get a up bit of a roll, a bit get yeah, yeah, maybe a hand on the knee to get up rather than the 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 eight AM <laughs> spring. Back up. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. 
Um, but no, a really, really good tournament. Well worth going back and watching that final because it is an example of incredibly high-level football. Um, and congratulations, obviously, to the Hornets on on taking that taking that win. Um, and also congratulations to Hornet for a day, Joe Cottrell, on his giant wrestling belt MVP trophy. Um, I don't know how you. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know how you check that as luggage if he was flying home, or if you if you took the train. Yeah, you just wear it, don't you? But I think you, you just wear, wear it. it. And then when you have to go through like the uh, the metal detector, you just say, "Oh, sorry, I've just got to take my belt off." Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's holding my trousers up. It's holding my trousers up. Um, no, very useful. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well done, well done, him. Um. So yeah, on the. So on the subject of people we have to say well done to, shall we move on to our final segment of the day? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Okay. Looking forward to this one. Play the jingle. They're just totally dominant at that position. I honestly do not know how you defend it. Well, what time is it? It's touchdown time. be honest someone should just cover that guy where do you throw on that defense they're too good yeah and as the season goes on he just gets better and better it has been amazing to see the development well we all know that hnc is just the best conference in the world Way we HNC it's top 25 players of 2021. That's right, it is T25 time. Today we're going to find out who is taking home the Abigail. Not only is she a great granddaughter to someone, she is also the declaration of true peak performance in the HNC. So Tonight, we are going to share with you who has won a trophy or a clock or something else that gets delivered to our champion. Um, that is the final five. Um, so, yeah, if it is you, please do let us know what shows up because it's going to be tough to top the 2019 edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's it. We're ready to go. The excitement is palpable. It might be a Zoom call, but the tension, you can cut it with a knife. Greg and Tom have both sat up a little bit straighter in their chairs. Um, being ready. I've stretched off for this. Stretched off, limbered up, limbered up. So Tom hasn't yawned in a while, so that's how you know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm pleased because, um, yeah, I'm quite excited. I really am quite excited. You, you're right. You've hit the nail on the head there. I've, I've got you. I've got you. Wrapped around my little finger. Yeah. So... We good? Ready? Uh, never. Never. Without any more gilding the lily and with no more ado, it is my pleasure to announce to you number five on the way we HNC its top 25 players of the HNC in 2021. That's right. Mr. Gary Elliott of the Aberdeen Oilcats in at number five. Okay, and of course, here are some of his peers to say nice things about him. 
The name Gary Elliott is synonymous with live football in this country. Gary has been a key member of the GB and Oilcat setups for years now, and it's no secret why. He's just the ultimate weapon. He knows every position like the back of his hand and can just take over a game at a blink of an eye. He catches everything on his way and Gary's route running make him damn near impossible to defend. He's also a great teammate, passing down knowledge and skills which have helped players like myself, Callum Young and Greg to name a few. If there was a five football hall of fame then Gary would be a first ballot inductee. Congratulations mate, well deserved. Gary Elliott is one of the best flag players in the UK past and present. The guy's skills and accolades are immense. He's continually been at the top of Scottish and UK flag scene for what seems like a lifetime. There really isn't anyone like Gary. He's tall, he's rangy, he's quick, he doesn't drop many passes, and most importantly, um, he's majorly intelligent on the field. He, le- he really leads his team to the fullest at Aberdeen and is one of the guys that can always step up in a big situation to make a clutch play. Gary has led the Oilcats in successful campaigns at QB, which shows his grit that even in possibly his least favoured position, he can still be a guy who um, you don't want to deal with. Gary's ability to make someone miss is leaves you in awe sometimes. One minute he's next to the, the defender, and the next minute he's hit flicked, and he's about five yards away from the guy, the poor defender, and that ten that tends to trend down the field till he's in the end zone. Uh, Gary's ability to cover space is incredible. Normally, when you see a guy as tall as um, Gary, they don't quite have the athleticism, but that's where Gary's built differently. Not only is he tall, and I mean he's tall. He's athletic, which is a scary thing to play against, um, particularly when he's on defence. Um, as a QB, it's tough. It's a tough transition trying to throw in near Gary because you want to change your, You have to change your throw majorly um, to account for his height and his athleticism. I think, despite being an athletic menace on the field, Gary's best attribute is his leadership and his intelligence. Like I alluded to before, Gary is one of the most intelligent players I've played with and against. Um, and he breaks down a team or a play super quickly on the field, which allows him to position and react faster than most um, to make a play. His leadership also G's his team up, and I always hear about him coaching and passing down his knowledge to other players. So it's no wonder um, the massive improvements you see from the people in Aberdeen. Again, the leadership um, is alluded to with him being the, the team leader at um GB as well, um, and again he's always one of those guys that can that can G you up if you need to. Um, it's no wonder why Gary's in this position um, on the HNC um, list, and it's well deserved, Gary. Um, congrats. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's as as Callum has said there. It's kind of hard to uh, talk about flag football in Scotland without mentioning. Uh, Gary Elliott, once again, he was the Oilcats MVP and he was he was right up there um, on the on the overall superb performance list um, in the league, pulling in 12, 12 touchdowns on the year, um, playing both sides of the ball and just being the the defensive captain that um, Aberdeen would be a very, very different uh, place. A very different team without Gary, um, and obviously he continued his his run of GB teams as well, um, and six uh, six picks on the season as well, and um, in the nicest way possible is probably still keeping some of the Raptors up at night after his performance on the final game day of the year. Um, 
where he just showed off a bit. Um, so yeah, congratulations to our our teammate, uh, Mr. Elliot. Well done. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm shocked at this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if it's maybe just, it's probably home bias, but <laughs> I, I'm i fairly certain I had him very much higher in my rankings. Um, and to me, he did, he had, a, he had a really good year. I mean, we know fine, we've watched our games back that 12 touchdowns uh, on offense should have been a lot more had um, a certain quarterback been able to see two sides of a field um, <laughs> Poor Scott. and being able to find the open receiver. You know, it's really difficult to find the open receiver when he's six feet seven. Um, but yeah, fantastic player, great teammate. Um, yeah. Happy for him. But also a little bit guided. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. I it, guess I oh sorry. Sorry. No, oh, I'm no, just no, gonna no. just gonna say one last little thing and I say it probably just goes to show the standard of player that we're talking about here if he's coming in at number five. Absolutely. Then. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's coming in these next four spots. Absolutely. You're damn good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been brilliant playing with Gary for um I think I've worked out nearly twelve years now. Um, you get wow, better every old. time. Yeah, I think uh, you just you get better every time you speak to him. Like it's, um, I'm sure people that play with him at GB and, and Chieftains over the years will also say the same thing. Um, his his knowledge of of flag football and and drills and just everything around the the sport is exceptional. Um, we also found out. Recently, that he not only is he one of the best players in the HNZ, he is a, a, a genuine changer in the game. Um, I believe metrics have been changed to try and keep it in, in line with Gary, with GB now measuring a 47 yard dash <laughs> rather than a 40. Um, no, it, it, you say you can't say enough nice things about Gary. He's a fantastic player to play with and a, a fantastic teammate. Yeah, absolutely. I think more than that's just uh, covering. Covered covered ground. That's not right. Absolutely. Ah, Absolutely. Well done, Gary. <laughs> you did well. You did well. So moving in to number four on the list is someone who I had the pleasure of playing with uh, for twenty four hours at the marathon game, um, and obviously therefore makes him one of my longest tenured teammates um, of all time because yeah we st- he stood next to each other for for a very long time and it was we had we had good fun um so uh in in fourth position is that a subtle dig at mike scott for not playing you enough there so no it's just 24 hours is a really fucking long time um, <laughs> 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 so uh yeah i would yeah, here he is, number uh, in at number four. The player who was in at number one in touchdowns this year, Julian Holborn White. Wow, well done. Go so Julian in at number uh, number four there, and here are some very nice people to say some very nice things 
about Jules. Julian Holborn White. Unlike his doppelganger, he's an incredibly hard man not to see. A towering dominant presence at wide receiver, he's one of the very best at the position in the HNC, nay, the country. He plays the game very fast, strong and physical. He's great at the big time catches, the contested grabs and also pulling in those cheeky one-handers. He's fairly unique as a player, there's not many others I can kind of compare to him around the league and that kind of thing makes him stand out in terms of the way he plays big on the deep stuff, I think those contested catches, the amount of times you see him come down in the end zone with the ball and there's a sea of wounded defenders just at the floor beneath him. Not that his ego needs it, I'm talking up like a god here, but he is fantastic at the short stuff as well. With the ball in his hands on quick slants, middle of the field, a lot of people are bouncing off him and incredibly hard to tackle. Like most people in this kind of list or this high up in the list, he's good at other positions as well. You often see him in the pick leaderboard on defence coming up with big time plays when it matters. And a bit of a part-time gunslinger as well. So a well-deserved position on the list. Congrats, man. There are too many good things to say about Jules as a player. His mentality for the game is next level. With his Achilles hanging off, he still turned up and turned out at both the 24-hour game and Ironman. He played majority of last season with one and a half hamstrings. And neither, neither of these things slowed him down. Since joining the Hornets, it's been incredible to play with, train with, be around through off-season workouts he put me through, advice on my game, technique, a sense of humour to keep me rolling. He's one of the best people to have on your team. I haven't even spoken about his actual playing ability, leading the league in touchdowns, his physical size and presence on the pitch. The guy just pure and simple dominates. Couldn't be more deserving a candidate to be up this high on the list. Congratulations, dude. So yeah, that's that's it. That's Jules. So obviously a, a game changing receiver. He won the overall uh, touchdown race with a couple of weeks to go. Really, um, twenty touchdowns. The next the next closest player uh, checked in at uh, fifteen. That was PJ and Rob tied there for fifteen touchdowns. So yeah, really just a, a dominant performance from from a really, really good player um, and someone that we've been obviously known for for a long time. And uh, yeah, the, the centerpiece of that of that Glasgow offense that led them to the division championship. Uh, well, yeah, sorry. Daydreaming there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of who still, what players are still available. Um, but yes, Jules, uh, again, similar with Gary, he is another fantastic person. You know, we've, we've played against them many, many times and uh, came up against them. Uh, and well, a lot as well. And just straight across from me when having to cover him on defense. And yeah, it's not often I get the better of that battle, it must be said. Um, he is someone who is smart. He knows where the space is. He's well, clearly very strong. Um, and he just has a knack for the end zone. Get the ball in his hands, he'll make things happen. And it's a um, great player to watch. And he's great fun as well. Even if you're in the middle of a game, 
You're always able to have a laugh and a joke with him. Absolutely love playing against him. Um, for both that and the fact that I know fine it's going to be a challenge and I've got to be the best sort of I can be to be able to be on his sort of level. So, um, and even then, it's sometimes not good enough. So, uh, congratulations to him on, on number four and hope he keeps it going for a good while yet. There's not much we can, not much else to say on top of what everyone else says, really. Uh, Jules has been pretty much all dominant since he's come in uh, into the into the agency. And it's, yeah, I don't know, if he, surprisingly fast. Um, <laughs> you know, really good at jumping, really good at catching. And, um, yeah, just a really, like, like Red said, a really great guy to have in the in the league. For talent and for um, for for his personality, it's a it's a yeah, it's a. I think we said this just about every single spot throughout this whole list. It's amazing that that seems that it feels low, um, for someone as as good as Jules. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose at some point we can't have twenty five players tied. We can't have. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't have twenty five first place uh, first place ranked people. Um, so yes, congratulations to Jules. Um, and yes, they are. So Jules and Gary both down one from last year. So someone has snuck in. I think I figured it out. In at number three, and you know what, Tom? Because you just said there that uh, that there's never anything to say after Greg and I have gone. You can go. You can go first. We'll put Greg back in his box, and you can take. You can take the next one. Uh, so, in at number three, last year's Abigail, Mister Callum Woods. Callum Woods. You know him as the maiden winner of the top 25, last year's number one. I know him as an absolute menace on offence, a destroyer of ankles and a stealer of defenders' souls. He's probably one of the very best athletes we have in the HNC. He's fast, he's physical and he's dynamic. He's one of those players who can take that kind of one centimetre pop from end zone to end zone, making countless players miss along the way. He's hard to get close to, he avoids tackles, and he puts himself in position to make incredible grabs anywhere across the field. Doesn't matter if that's from centre, slot, or wide out, he can also just pick his man, turn on the jets, and burn anyone on their day one for one. I think it's why we see so much consistency with his stats year on, year out. He's not just great on offense, he's actually one of the best defenders in the league as well. He seems to just have this never let a play die attitude and you often see him making that very last tackle on a man and then puts himself in incredible positions to make big plays on defense and get those game ceiling picks when it matters. Most worrying maybe for others in the league, I actually learned this year um, that despite how long he's been playing the game and kind of been around flag football, he's actually still relatively young. So there's quite a long runway there for him to keep appearing this high on the list year after year after year. So congrats again, Callum. Nice one, man. 
Trying to put the talent of this man into words is near impossible. Playing alongside him at the Cobras in the 24-hour game and against him in Winter League and the regular season leaves me in awe every time. I remember once I was playing against Top Gun with the Bees in the Winter League and I had what I thought was a guaranteed pick. End zone right in front of me. I didn't even see Woodsy flash in front of me take the ball literally inches away from my hands. Turned round, seen him at the halfway line, dancing around, leaving the majority of my team scrambled on the floor. Andy Gibson turned to me and said, you just need to expect that from him. He can brighten up any offence from any position. His physical ability on defence has to be recognised too. I've tried to talk game tactics with him before while we've been playing with the Cobras and every time he'll turn to me and say, I don't need to think about it, I'll just be better than them. And his mentality has been tried, tested and is yet to fail. Callum's probably the reason I started playing flag when we first he first told me about it years ago when we'd done athletics together. Pretty sure I threw my first football to him. And fair to say my throwing technique hasn't improved much since then. He's a high rate, highlight reel in action. He's the player every defence fears. He's the owner of the 2020 Abigail. Congratulations, man. So yeah, that's that's Callum, obviously. Thank you guys for that introduction. Um so yeah, Callum last year's number number one, uh, down three spots this year, and something that I'm sure will aggrieve him, but it really, really shouldn't to be in the top five. Um, to be anywhere in the top five, you had to receive multiple first place votes um, just to keep pace. Um, so everyone here is at least not only number one in your program, but also number one in someone's hearts. Uh, so Callum Woods, once again, superb, superb player, GB player, um, 13 touchdowns, on the on the season um and just yeah another standout season from a um a standout guy and someone who i wish i could play center like yeah um it's kind of annoying when you watch your lineup at center and just see how it's all done properly um <laughs> i haven't tried to play the spot for a while but no um he's fantastic he's another one of these just fantastic personalities to have in the league um He's so uh, uber competitive and, and talented to go with it that um, every every game he's in, um, it's going to be a challenge. Um, he's, yeah, lightning fast, um, the solid hands. He's just an incredible player. It's, it's really great fun watching him play. Um, a bit lost for words, really. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit taken back to see, hear him at three. Yeah, Greg? This is another one that I'm thinking, I think almost belies what's actually happening because um, for me, to the eye, Callum's just getting better. He's, he's improving every single year that I've, I've seen him play. And, you know, uh, you're, you're probably right. He's probably going to be a little bit gutted to lose the grip on the Abigail. Um, and it's probably going to spur him to become even better. And a terrifying prospect. He's going to be an incredible, incredible player when he gets to to where he, you know, I was going to say where he wants to be, but he's the sort of person that once he hits a goal, he's setting the next one. So, um, yeah, he is. Yeah, fully deserving of being in the top three, and I'm sure he'll be devastated that it is three. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So we're into the top two now. The final, the final two. So obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I'm gonna think on most people's lists, this might give away who our Abigail is going to be. But we're not ready there. We're not ready that yet to make it official. We're not quite there. Because we've got to talk about someone who is unbelievably talented, someone who is absolutely immense at the position they play, someone who changes games as soon as they wander onto the field and changes games as soon as they wander back off again. Brand new at number two, David McAnally. There aren't enough words to describe how good Mac is. He's physically gifted and has amazing instincts to match. It's no wonder that he's a GB captain. His ability to read the game and break down offences make him irresplaceable in any defence. Not only is he a phenomenal player, but he's also a great teammate, giving feedback to anyone who needs it as he knows the game inside out. There's no doubt that he makes the players around him better, and when it matters the most, Maka always shows up with the game winning moments, as you saw in Ironman final. We at the Hornets are very privileged to have him in our team. Congratulations, mate. David McAnally or Maka for most. Me and Maka grew up as bitter rivals from cadet level on the flag field, which continued into contact. Maka has always been naturally talented at football on both sides of the ball, but has been a mainstay for every defence he's played in. As much as Maka and I were bitter rivals, and I don't joke when I say that, the one thing that came, I came to find out was he's one of the best teammates around. This guy, as a teammate, will do what it takes to make you better, encourage you, give you the kick up the ass you need, um, and he'll, he'll put his, his body on the line for you. He will play any position you ask him to do, um, and do anything you ask to help the team out, and that really rallies the team around him. Um, it's no wonder why he's the defensive captain at GB. Skill-wise, Maka has an abundance of it. I don't think I've ever seen a guy who primarily plays defence run routes as crispy as Maka does. He runs them better than um, most of the wideouts in the league, and his hands aren't anything to grumble at either. Some of the catches he makes are beyond crazy. Even at training, sometimes he'll catch the ball behind his back and go for these crazy one-handers, and it's just... Uh, it's just... It's, it's crazy sometimes. Again, that's something he does better than most of the league um, with his with his hands. Um, he also has this ability to make people look stupid trying to tackle him. Um, his range of hip flicks, change of direction and dips have made some defence slash offences look absolutely daft chasing, chasing him around. And he'll do it with, with a smile on his face and then give them some back after it. Our defense, defense, there's only one way to describe how he moves on the field, and that's that he glides along the field. Sometimes it looks like he's ice skating as he's transitioning to go get the pick, back down, tackles. Like he's a mo his movement is so fluid, um, which only makes it more difficult for wideouts wide being covered by him um, to get away from him because you just you just don't. His play recognition is great as well. He can always break down a play so fast, and um, that's an odd to his intelligence on the field. Some of the little things that doesn't come naturally to you that um that he knows that he'll give you tips on and stuff like that is is really eye opening for some players um just for silly things and how to defend against someone who's taller than you and things like that um Maka's got no fear and will go up against anyone in the league um and do it at one hundred twenty percent which shows the guy's a baller he wants to play against the best to become even better himself 
Um, it really isn't a shock that Marquez came back into the the HNC um, league and has been as dominant as, as he, he was down south as well. Um, well done, Maka. It's more than deserved. Congratulations, Maka. Um, dominated the interception list this year um, to the point where people like me questioned exactly why you would ever throw at him. Um, and then you just remember who his playing partners are. Um, and it was just unbelievable the season he had to to come in from the MEC to learn to play with a brand new team, brand new group of teammates, um, and absolutely just dominate that defense on the on the way to a championship. Eighteen interceptions. The next closest was eleven. Only two people had double digit picks on the year, um, and Maka was almost into the twenties. So, um, with more games next year for him to play with, then that's a little bit scary to see just how high that count could go. Um, and of course he gets to go on his revenge tour of the NEC. Um, so yeah, welcome David. Congratulations. Um, great to have you bolstering the, uh, the HNC and making all of our offensive stars work that little bit harder to get that little bit better. So yeah, it's fantastic to see he's made that step up. Um, from the NEC to the HNC uh, and just dominated, like you say. Rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's played up here. He knows he knows the quality difference, and he is absolutely um, crushed everyone else around him. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, he's been. He's it's a great again another another wonderful person having having the having the HNC. Um, particular highlights of watching him play over the years of him sitting down. Um, Cross-legged on the floor while referees and play coaches had uh, calm, cool, and collective words. Um, other ones have been where he has, I don't know, teleported. I think it's probably the only way to describe it. Twenty yards to to seal seal games, um, and it was an absolute clinic watching him at uh, the flag and Ironman uh, final uh, with the picks to ice the game as well. He's just a sensational player. Um, really glad he's up here. Really disappointed he's up here. And uh, can't wait to see what he does next year in a full season. So hopefully this is confirmation of something that QBs really needed to figure out a lot earlier in this season. David McAnally is good at football. Yes. That's all you need to know. It's been fact. If you throw it in his two-thirds of the field, he's probably picking it off. So just don't do it. Stop it. Guard your airspace. Don't you look at me, boy. you, You look in that direction, you go, that's a mistake, and you look elsewhere. That's the game. It's not worth it. That's it. What? That is the game. Maka, cracking season. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, slotted in as if he's been there for the past 15 years. Um, for what was already a vaunted defence, he has not only uh, made a permanent place for himself, but he looks as if he is a leader on that defence. So, you know, when you're talking about the players that are alongside him for someone to come in and do make it look effortless, 
that just speaks to how talented he is. And yeah, fantastic. Well done. Well done indeed. Which means it's time. It is time. The feature is about to end. And it's got it's got a new home. It has a new home. It has a new mantelpiece to nestle on, a new place to sleep. It feels strange I, to say. I, I like, it feels strange to say Abigail is going to be staying somewhere else tonight. But this is the this is the box that we pigeonholed and, ourselves into. And for that into. to be a celebrated thing. Yeah, this is the this is the box we pigeonholed ourselves into. So number one in the way we HNC it's top twenty five players of twenty twenty one, as voted for by the HNC players themselves. The quarterback of the HNC champion, Glasgow Hornets, Mr. Nicky Farrell. What can be said about this player that hasn't already been said? He's undoubtedly one of the best flag players in the country. His first season taking the reins at QB for a star-studded Hornets offence went about as well as you'd expect, with the Glasgow outfit finishing with the most points scored in the entire league. His individual numbers were fantastic, and the team of course went all the way to clinch the combined HNC crown this year. A threat at any position in the field, whether he lines up out wide, under centre or on the defence, Hornets Nicky Farrell is bound to make a play or two every single game. Congratulations on your spot, Nicky. It's well deserved. Mr Nicholas Farrell, hands down one of the most versatile, athletic, resilient players I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. Playing with Nicky's offence can be challenging at times because you always want to do better, work harder, get that extra yard or not so he doesn't give you a funny look when you manage to get it half a yard past the first down marker on second down. Sorry, bro. Uh, he ensures his ship is tight and his boys are doing all their best at all times. Always looking to improve himself and his team. Playing in a less familiar position last season didn't phase him at all in any scenario. Whether he was three scores up or two scores down, didn't make a difference in his mentality and effort in the game. Taking MVP in Ironman 2020, leading the Hornets to the top of the HNC undefeated. Then, back to win the marathon game and flagging Ironman 2022 both while recovering from a broken ankle, speaks volume about how determined he is as a player. As a coach, as a teammate and as a friend, he will always be one of the biggest influences on my personal football journey. Congratulations, bro. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Nicky. A superb season uh, as the new starting quarterback of the Hornets, uh, taking over that job in a full-time role. Um is is not easy in a in a club with big expectations and putting together an undefeated season uh, and throwing forty four touchdowns while you're doing it um, is a is a good way to go. Um, so and also he he played incredibly well um, a couple of times for uh, Rexy Minute Runners and he continued to be part of that GB setup. So just did a really really good a good year for Nicky. A really big step in his development um and with that experience under his belt it's uh it's a little bit scary to see where he could go um next next year um as we as we head back into that kind of regular season and we'll get to see what kind of form they're in um as we head into the the preseason tournament um but 
to be fair, they've already got their hands on some silverware this season with that Ironman win that we spoke about earlier on. And he uh, quarterbacked them to that as well. So congratulations, Nikki. We'll uh, we'll have some discussions about how to get Abigail to you. Um, but yeah, from, from me, congratulations. And uh, yeah, on a, a superb season. Yeah, it's been... It's, it's wonderful watching Nicky play. Um, well, no, it's not. It's terrifying watching him play against you. But, um, yeah, he's just a, another one of these just fantastic, fantastic talents we have up here. Um, one of the more dangerous players with with the ball in his hand, which is kind of worrying when you, you're saying that about a quarterback. Um, he's the absolute definition of dual threat up here. Um yeah, and to boot, he's still probably better at safety than most of you. He's just a fantastic <laughs> player. <It's, laughs> honestly, it's it's amazing that it's amazing to think that that um, having sat sat there and said through the the, the last four names that oh, they they probably could have been number one actually. And then you hear Nicky's name and you go, "Not not well done, H and C. You've made the right choice." He was he's yeah, as you, as you say, he stepped in, taking some big shoes from a. Um, from young years to be the starting quarterback um, and hasn't missed a beat. Um, yeah, congratulations uh, on a sensational season. And um, I really can't wait to, oh, I can't wait. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I just, I just <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done, Nikki. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a good, good achievement. And hopefully uh, you, um, you enjoy the, the, the recognition you've been given. A lovely sentiment there, Tom. I like that. Um, yeah, it's been an, an incredible year, obviously, for him. Um, I think it's definitely going to be something he's looking at. Is it's just the start of something, um, especially with the sort of the, the roster and the, the, the team that they're building in Glasgow. Um, Individual awards will be nice, but it's very much team team goals that they're going to be looking for in this next year. And um, he's certainly starting as he means to go on. Um, this is obviously fully deserved, and I'm very excited to see what they can do uh, now that we're getting a proper season going again. Um They've, they've, they've definitely got a real chance at it and as long as he's playing to the to the to his what his ability is they are going to be in with a massive shout for it and um, yeah congratulations on winning the Abigail I hope Robin's okay with you taking a, another lady home um, <laughs> and uh, as I say hopefully it's just the, the first of uh, many awards for those guys coming up yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That team is, is poised and ready to make a run and as and we will be there ready to cover it. So uh, don't worry about that. We're going to have all the coverage both before and after the preseason tournament. And then it will be time to get ready for the main event, the BAFA season cross-conference games back, playoff games back, international travel for tournaments back. Let's go. 2022 
the year we thought that 2021 was going to be, the year we thought 2020 was going to be, looks like it might be back. So that is us. That's Let's us. go. Let's go. That's us for this week's show. Um, however, as always, maybe we can get a screenshot of Tom looking really, really panicked. Do you have a joke for us, Tom? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. Okay, here we go. Here. You want to hear it? The weekly joke from Tom Clark. I, I like how Tom's now positioned his monitor so that, see, when he sits up, you can only see half his face. Yeah, this true. means that you're not ever going to be able to get to see him shocked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay, Tom. Joke Ooh. time. I'll duck down. NEC. There we go. Oh, boo. oh, it's a cop out. That is it's that. a cop out. <laughs> oh, dearie that me. Is that. That yeah, is. I forgot. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot. So, um, oh, okay, so... <laughs> he forgot. He did do his homework. Did do his homework. Oh, dearie me. You too. Yeah, I mean, get good. Let me prove me wrong. Okay, well, in that case, in that case, I will, I will give, I will give you one. I will give you one. Tom. Why don't oysters donate to charity? Don't know. Why don't oysters donate to charity? They're shellfish. <laughs> they only care about themselves, Tom. They are like that one. shellfish. I like that one. That's a good one. Greg, yeah. you got anything for us, or is that the way we HNC it? Greg's apparently either completely speechless or muted himself. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that's it. They are shellfish. So it, <laughs> it is it is goodbye from <laughs> it is goodbye from Tom. Bloody hell. <laughs> it's goodbye from Greg. Goodbye. And it is goodbye from me. That has been the way we HNC it. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of the way we HNC it by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, to be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then com feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it, but hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the, here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.